Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Praise God. Praise God. I want to turn your attention to uh, the Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I want to read three verses before you're seated. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 1, and I, this is Paul talking, I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Praise God. I want to preach on the subject more than words. More than words. You know, religion is defined in Webster's Dictionary as a personal set or institutionalized system of religious attitudes, beliefs, and practices commitment or devotion to religious faith or observance, a body of beliefs and practices regarding the supernatural and the worship of one or more deities. Amen. Now, rituals, ceremonies, ordinances, and traditions are all part of religion. And, uh, and that's, that's good. Amen. Nothing wrong with that. But when we speak about religion, religion is a very generalized term when, when someone says about religion. You know, that, that's a big umbrella that, that encompasses a lot of things uh, and it, it encompasses a, a many belief systems, some of which do not even acknowledge the existence of God. But my Bible said in Psalm 14, 1, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Amen. So I'm telling you, there is a God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Because if you want to call what we have religion, and there's nothing wrong with that, amen, our religion believes in a sovereign, almighty God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And then there are countless religions that recognize and worship this God or that God and this Lord or that Lord. Uh, amen. Uh, praise God. But the Bible said in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 5, For even if there are so-called gods, whether in heaven or in earth, as there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there's one God, the Father, of whom are all things, and we for Him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom are all things, and through him whom we live. Amen. So the Bible lets us know some of the important things that true religion consists of. Because actually the word religion is in the Bible. Amen. And the Bible talks about some things that should be included in true religion. Amen. And James says it this way in 126. Those who consider themselves religious 
and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues, deceive themselves, and their religion is worthless. So there is a little bit of insight into what real religion should be about. And then he goes on to say in verse 27, religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Amen. These are just a few of what God considers a true religion. Amen. For example, in the Bible story of the Good Samaritan, uh, there was a man that was just traveling down the road and he was robbed and he was hurt to the point of almost being killed. Amen. He was robbed and he was beaten badly and left bleeding at the side of the road and just in major need of help. And along came a priest. Amen. And when he saw him, he purposely crossed over on the other side and kept on walking and did nothing for that man. Amen. And then a little bit later, a Levite came and he saw this man and he crossed to the other side of the road and he kept on walking. Amen. And let me tell you something this morning. That is not true religion. Praise God to not help somebody that's in need, praise the Lord. But then there was a Samaritan man who was looked down upon by, the, by priests and Levites and Jewish people in general back in those days, amen. And he saw this man, and he administered first aid, and he put him on his donkey, and he took him to the inn, and he stayed with him for a couple days, and he gave extra money to the innkeeper and said, hey, here's some money, take care of this guy, and if, if this runs out and you need more money to take care of it, when I come back, put it on my tab, I'll take care of it. That sounds like some good religion to me, praise the Lord. Because true religion, real religion, is more than just words, praise God. It's action. It's love in action. Amen. But another important aspect that validates true religion is that it should always, everybody say always. It should always be accompanied by the supernatural power of heaven. And oh, do we need the supernatural power of heaven more than ever before in the day that we're living in. We don't need just words, amen. We need the supernatural power of heaven along with those words, amen. True religion is more than just words. True religion is more than just rituals and ceremonies, ordinances and traditions. It's much more than just going through the motions or repeating the same memorized prayers over and over, amen. And God wants somebody to say something from their heart and then do something about it. Praise God. That's what we're talking about more than words. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 7, when you pray, not if you pray, when you pray, he expected us to pray. Do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think they will be heard for their many words. Amen. It's more than words, folks. Amen. It's not just going to prayer and saying, well, I got to put in my 30 minutes and just say a bunch of words that I'm not even meaning and that's not coming from my heart, but I put my time in. God doesn't want that. That's not true religion. Yeah, he'd love that 30 minutes but he wants it to come from your heart praise God he wants you to hear what he has to say in, the, in response 
So the kingdom of God, we're talking about true religion, amen, is more than words. 1 Corinthians 4.20, the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. We need the power too, praise God. The power is what confirms. The power is what validates. The power is what shows which religion God is backing up, amen, and God is pleased with, and God, amen, is smiling on. We need the power of the Holy Ghost. The power of miracles. Amen. When you can't say anything else and words aren't going to do anything, that's when the power needs to show up. Amen. And nobody can argue with the power. 1 Thessalonians 1.5 For our gospel came not into, unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance. Amen. We, we, to, we are told to go and preach the gospel. Go and share the gospel. It's for all of us, not just preachers. We're all ministers in a way. Amen. Because God has something for us to tell someone else. He did it for us and we can share that with others. Amen. But He doesn't want to go us to go just with words. Amen. He said, I send you out as sheep among wolves. Amen. And the sheep going to need something else besides words. When they get in the midst of the wolves, they're going to need the backing and the full faith and power of heaven to help them. We need more than words. So I say to anybody, if your religion doesn't have any power associated with it to change you for the better in a miraculous way, it's time to change religions, praise God. It's time to find the one that God is backing. It's time to find the one that heaven is behind. Amen. Amen. Our text passage says, I, brethren, 1 Corinthians 2 uh, one, when I came to you, I came not in excellency of speech. It wasn't just a bunch of big words, uh, amen, from somebody that went to some fancy school or whatever, and that's good. School's great, uh, amen, but we need more than words when it comes uh, to people that are down and out and people that, are, amen, are under the auspices of the enemy and people that are have, have allowed themselves to just go down the tubes, amen. We need more than words. We need some power to help pull them out of that situation. He said, I came to you not with just excellency of speech when I gave you the testimony of God. Amen. And my speech and preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. I wasn't just up here behind the pulpit, Paul said, tickling your ears with some nice stories. Amen. But I came to you in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Why did I do that, Paul said? So your faith should not stand in the wisdom and words of man, but in the power of God. It's all about the power of God. You see, God will always confirm true religion and true salvation with signs and wonders that will follow. Praise God. Mark chapter 16 said in verse number 17, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. That's for people that believe. People that believe. Amen. Everybody in here that's a believer, say, I'm a believer. Amen. This is talking to you, praise God. Not just the preachers. Not just the prophets. Believers. Yeah. 
In the name of Jesus, things will happen. But look at verse 20. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. It's not just the words. Amen. We need the right words. We need the words of truth. We need to share the word of God in truth. And when we do that, God will work with us, confirming the word with signs following. Amen. I want to be part of a religion that has signs following, that has power backing it up, that God is there. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 4, verse 29. Amen. Peter and John and all the guys were called on the carpet for being a part of healing somebody. Amen. Healing the lame man at the gate. Beautiful. And they, they, were, they were told not to preach in Jesus' name anymore, but they said, hey, we got to obey God, not man. We need the power. We need the power, and the power is in the name. Praise God. We're not going to stop preaching in the name. So they, they uh, kind of just rebuked him and said, don't do it anymore, and sent him out. And the Bible said in Acts 4.29, uh, it said, and now, Lord, behold their threatenings, talking about the, the Pharisees and scribes threatening them, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thine hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they had assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they began to speak the word of God with boldness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what you're supposed to do when you're threatened not to pass out flyers anymore. When you're threatened not to go and tell someone about Jesus anymore. Amen. You don't just go take your ball and go home and go, I guess I can't do that anymore. They told me I can't. Oh, no. You pray, amen, and you believe God, and God is going to give you signs and wonders. And he's going to shake the place up a little bit. And notice they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, they were already filled with the Holy Ghost. So what was that? That wasn't the first filling. That was a refilling, folks. Because when you, uh, amen, are going out uh, about the Lord's business and sharing his words with others, uh, amen, you don't just need to be filled with the Holy Ghost the first time you got it, whatever time that was in the past. You need another refilling and another refilling and another refilling. That's why we pray. That's why we come to church. That's why we worship God. God, that's why we lift our cup, because we can't let our cup get empty. Oh, Lord, here's my cup, Lord. Fill it up, Lord. I need your power. Words alone are not going to do the trick. Hebrews chapter 2, Hebrews 2, verse 3. How shall we escape when we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him? Notice verse 4. God also bearing witness, both with signs and wonders and various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. So words alone will not do the job. We need the Holy Ghost also. Praise God. As Christians, we need more than the Bible. Let me tell you something. Amen. The Bible is everything. 
And the Bible is awesome. And the Bible, you can't, you can't say too much about the Bible, how great it is. But we need more. There's too many people that have the, have the word of the God only, but then they don't recognize the power that needs to go with it. We need the Bible and the power that goes with it. Praise God. We need the Bible, but we also need the Spirit of God who inspired those guys to write the Bible. Amen. Inside of us. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. And holy men spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Praise God. We need the author of the Bible inside of us. We need the word and we need the power. Amen. Even Paul said in 2 Corinthians 3, 6, Who also hath made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. What is he saying? He's saying, you know what? If we try to live for God and live for the, live according to the commandments by themselves without the Spirit of God in our lives for help, we are not going to be able to do it. We cannot do it without God's help. We cannot do it without the Comforter living inside of us. we got to have the comfort of the Holy Ghost to help us. I submit to you this morning that it is practically impossible to fear God and keep his commandments without the comfort of the Holy Ghost living inside your hearts. Praise God. Because look, in Acts chapter 9, 31, then had the churches rest throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria and were edified and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost were multiplied. Amen. We can't just walk in the fear of the Lord. We can't just walk in fear God and keep his commandments without the comfort of the Holy Ghost. You get the fear of God and the comfort of the Holy Ghost combined and you're edified and you're multiplied. More than words. I'm talking about this generation, this day we're living in, they want more than words. They don't want just religion, amen, that doesn't do anything. They want salvation. They want miracles. They want signs and wonders. They want power. They want life-changing power. Amen. I talked about a little bit when we read earlier in Acts chapter 4 when John and Peter went to the temple at the hour of prayer. Amen. And, and that was in Acts chapter 3. They went to the temple in the hour of prayer and there was a lame man you know, that was there begging for money. He couldn't walk. He, couldn't, he had to be taken there and brought back home every day for I don't know how many, probably for since he was born. Amen. And he was just asking for money. And Peter looked at him and said, silver and gold, I don't have any. But what I do have is better than money. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, he grabbed him, rise up and walk. And the Bible said he got up and his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he who sat at the gate Day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, got up and he walked and leaped and praised God and went into the temple and prayed with Peter and John. And you would say, nobody should get in trouble for that. Everybody should, they should be on the front page. They should get the, the key to the city and a nice medal or something of valor and all that kind of stuff and, and uh, you know, by, by being a good, good person or whatever. But no, the Pharisee didn't like it because it was competition. They, they, they called him on the carpet and all that kind of stuff. Amen. And, and Peter just said, look, we must obey God rather than men. And earlier on in chapter 4, 
praise God, uh, when uh, what we just read about the place being shaken and all that stuff, uh, they, the, the Pharisees put out the disciples in another room and they talked among themselves, what are we going to do with these people? And this is what they said. And I want you to pay attention. Praise God. Amen. For those people that don't believe, for those people that whatever their motive is, that they don't want nothing to do with God or Christianity or whatever. Amen. This is why I'm telling you more than words is what we need right now because it's going to be shut up people. It's going to make people be quiet when they see something happen that they cannot explain and they cannot deny. Acts chapter 4, 14. These are these Pharisees and religious leaders talking amongst themselves while they put the disciples out in another room. And they had seen the man whom had been healed standing with them. They could say nothing against it. I like that. That's more than words. Verse 16 saying, what shall we do to these men? For indeed that a notable miracle has been done through them is evident to all which dwell in Jerusalem. And we cannot deny it. Woo! Praise God. They could say nothing against it. They recognized and admitted it was a notable miracle that everybody in Jerusalem knew about it. And we cannot deny it. I love it. That's why we need more than words. You can deny words, but you can't deny that. You see, the things that God does sometimes are unexplainable and at times are unacceptable by some people for whatever reason. But one thing for sure, they are always undeniable. When God comes on and when God confirms our word, they're undeniable. Praise God. They said it was a notable miracle. They, with their own mouth, and the notable means obvious, noteworthy, remarkable, and unforgettable. That's what God wants to do, praise God, because I believe we are the church of notable miracles. This church believes in notable miracles. This church believes in divine healing. This church believes in angels that have been sent by God to help us and protect us. This church believes in the power of the blood of Jesus to forgive our sins. This church believes in the power of the name of Jesus to answer our prayers, to heal our bodies, and to cast out demons. This church believed it. Oh, hallelujah. More than words. Amen. You can argue with words. And people can even argue with the Bible. Praise God. Amen. You can argue with religious principles and beliefs all day long. And you can even argue Bible teachings. Uh, amen. But you cannot argue with a before and after x-ray from the hospital. Come on now. Like the one about that little girl back in... Back in Louisiana, amen, who had scoliosis, very young girl, about eight or nine years old. That's curvature of the spine. And her spine, it was her, she was hunched over, amen. And, uh, and, and it, she was so young to have that condition already, amen. And so they'd gone to the doctor many times, and, and finally they decided, well, we're going to have to have surgery, and it was a major spine surgery. Praise God. And so they went and they took an x-ray, amen. And uh, 
I saw this at a conference, so I'm telling you, I saw two x-rays, and I could not argue with it. I didn't want to anyway, because I was going too crazy worshiping God after seeing the second x-ray. Amen. But that first x-ray, he put the, they put it up there on the screen during the preaching, and that spine was curved like you wouldn't believe. Amen. Like a shepherd's staff almost. It was so curved. And so they were on their way back from the hospital and the doctor had said okay we're going to have to set up the surgery date and all that kind of stuff uh, amen uh, and uh, the parents were driving her home she was behind by herself in the back seat uh, and uh, she said she said uh, I think her dad was just driving her she said dad amen the angel just told me he's sitting back here he just told me that Everything's going to be okay. I'm not going to have to have surgery. And he, he looks in the rearview mirror. He didn't see anything, but he felt something. And then they went to church that Sunday, and they prayed over her again and believed God. Amen. And they could see something had happened. And so they went back, and they took another x-ray. And brother and sister, amen, and my friends that are listening to this service right now, when we saw the second x-ray of a spine that was straight up and down, that played, there was no more preaching. Amen. Because people started running the aisles. People started jumping up and down. People that came to that conference that were sick, they said if he did it for that little girl, he could do it for me. And other people got healed right on the spot. Because you can't argue with before and after x-rays. You can't do it. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Praise be to God. Thank you for healing. Praise the Lord. I thank you that I'm part of a church that's more than words. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I give praise unto God. 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 Jesus' name. Jesus' name, Jesus' name, praise God. Oh, thank you, Lord, for healing our bodies. Thank you for healing our bodies. He can do anything, anytime he wants, praise God. He can confirm the word. So you can't, just like you cannot argue with before and after x-rays, you cannot argue with an empty wheelchair. Amen. Amen. You cannot argue with somebody that doesn't need hearing aids anymore. You can't argue with someone that doesn't need a C&I dog or a special walking cane to get around anymore. And you can't argue with someone that got in a car accident, crushed her wrist into a bunch of tiny pieces, and was told by one of the top orthopedic surgeons that she would be crippled for the rest of her life and not be able to use that hand. You can't argue with this right hand. Amen, right here that's working just fine. Thank you very much. And thank you, Jesus. Thank you very much. And thank you, Jesus. Amen. And when that arm, that hand was healed, that wrist was healed, it was in a service just like this. Praise God. And she was in the crowd, and the minister was up there, and he didn't even lay hands on. It was a more than word situation. He just said, whoever needs healing, stand up right now. Lift your hands to heaven. And she had 
pins right here and right here, and she had this big old robotic arm, amen, this uh, kind of contraption on the outside of her arm that's holding it steady like this. And she lifted that thing up, and she said she felt like some kind of warmth coming down her fingertips into that arm, amen, and she knew she was healed. She went back to that orthopedic surgeon. She said, take this thing off. And he said, do this. She did it. He said, do that. She did it. He was amazed. He was shocked. He said, what happened? And she said, it was all Jesus. It was all Jesus. It was all Jesus. And though he gave her a little look like, yeah, right, Amen. I'm sorry, Mr. Orthopedic Surgeon. Amen. This is more than your words. Your words of unbelief don't change the fact that you see something that you've tried on ten, nine other people and nine other people are crippled and the tenth one is not. And it wasn't because you got any better. It was because Jesus was involved in the number ten. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. This church believes that the first step to God after believing in Him is to repent of your sins. This church believes that every single person must be baptized in water and by immersion in the name of Jesus Christ for their remission, forgiveness, and washing away of their sins. Amen. The Bible said, He who has believed and is baptized shall be saved. It also says, Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. And it also says, Baptism now saves you. Don't let anybody tell you baptism's not important. And this church believes in the baptism of the Holy Ghost that every believer in God should receive. John chapter 7, Jesus said, verse 38, He that believeth on me, as the Scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water, but this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. Everybody say, should receive. Not just, well, if you want to or not, you should receive it. Praise God, it's important. John chapter 3, Jesus told Nicodemus, verse 5, Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of the water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Verse 7, do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. And verse 8, the wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who's born of the Spirit. You can't see it, but you can hear it. Acts chapter 2, verse 4. Amen. On the day of Pentecost, when the Spirit was poured out, amen, they said they, they were all, everybody say all? all. And all, meaning 120, were in the upper room. Half of them didn't get it. So, well, I guess only half of God wants to give it to. Only of certain people. You know, He only predestined some people. No, no, don't even think about that. Amen. Whosoever will. He's not willing that any should perish. He wants everybody to come to the knowledge of the truth. He wants everyone to be saved. He wants to fill everybody. And so all 120, according to His Word, amen, were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Would you stand with me? And then Peter later, as he concluded... His first sermon of the church being born that day, that first sermon of the church, he said this in response to the crowd who said, you know what, we want more than words. 
They, they, they said, men and brethren, what shall we do? What, what's, the, what's the solution? We, we see our wrong. We, we, we crucified the Lord. We were all wrong. And, and we believe we, we were listening to just the words of the Pharisees and the scribes, Sadducees and the scribes. We were, we were listening to just religion and, and not true religion, true salvation. Amen. What shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Acts 2.38, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Every one of you should repent. Every one of you should be baptized in Jesus. Every one of you should receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Because this is a promise for you, your children, all that are far off, Peter said, as many as the Lord our God shall call. And that's us today. We are afar off in time. Amen. And we are somebody's children's 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 children from back in those days sometime. Amen. And it's, it's our time to be uh, fulfill this word. Amen. Because we are part of a church that's more than words. More than words. That's why we should come into this building every time we have service. Thursday, Sunday, whenever we do, and come in here saying, you know what? I believe in miracles. Yes. I believe in divine healing. I believe, amen, in the healing power of the blood and the forgiveness of yes. God. I believe in miracles. Amen. And come in here and expect something to happen. And God will meet the level of our expectation. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. More than words. Oh, hallelujah. I appreciate the words, but is there any power with it? Is God backing it up? Is God in that in those words? Amen. And if He is, that's the words I want to be around. Amen. Because He works with us and confirms the word with signs following. Amen. Praise God. Amen. If you believe in miracles, if you believe in healing, if you believe in God can do anything, this altar is open as we sing. Anything can happen. God can fill you with the Spirit, whatever you need. Let's talk to the Lord right now. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.